Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the channel. It's Real Book Sock here with you to discuss the latest news, books related content. And we're joined together with special guest Evan Winter from Bucks Nation. And you know what? First things first, I'm Mark Ramirez. That's Michael Pless over there, Evan Hello. Winter above. Again, Evan, you're the guest. Tell us a little bit about you and what are you bringing with us? What's up, guys? Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, always an honor. Uh, always love chatting football with y'all. Uh, man from Nashville, Tennessee, cover the Bucks. Been a Bucks fan since '95. Um, banjo, guitar, drums, play music. Uh, obviously, write. And then my 40-hour week job is doing contracting work uh, slash project management, estimates, stuff like that. So just try to stay as busy as possible. And brand new dad. So. Four month, uh, four month, almost said four month a year old, <laughs> four month old uh, baby boy named Hudson. He's the greatest thing ever. So, doing well, man. I hope y'all are doing well tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. So, plus, how are you? Before we jump into this. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm doing great, man. It's awesome. It's uh, another Buccaneer Football Monday back at Real Buckstock. So, glad to have Evan on with us and just ready to dive into it, man. A lot of good stuff going on at camp. So can't wait we're only three sundays away from uh the first game so i'm ready and there's a labor day monday to help us get there a little faster for us to actually work so exactly hell yes, yeah sir. but uh before we jump into like training camp and everything evan i guess is an elephant in the room the bucks have tom brady they have rob Gronkowski. hell they even have LaShawn mccoy what are your initial thoughts of all that before we jump into the most recent news because we got to go over the big names first. So go ahead. It's kind of like uh, the movie, The Bucket List. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, you look at there's some veterans, uh, definitely some veterans coming to this team now, even though Gronk's only 31 years old. I think Shady's only 32, if I remember correctly. But, you know, 32 in running back years is might as well be 65. Um, and Gronk, with all his injuries, it's accelerated his timeline. But at the same time, man, you've got three bona fide playmakers, guys that have made their way in the league, obviously over the last, you know, 15, 20 years um, collectively. And it's exciting. I mean, I don't really know how much of a role Shady and Gronk are actually going to play this year. That kind of remains to be seen. I know that probably turns a lot of fans off hearing that. But as you you know what Tom Brady's going to bring at the end of the day. And so far throughout training camp, I mean, every report you read just talks about how he's mastered the offense, how he, I mean, the the throw to Chris Godwin yesterday that Carmen Vitali of Buccaneers.com caught uh, in the end zone where not Carmen actually caught herself, but <laughs> recorded on video. <laughs> um, but by the way, she's got great hands anyway, but, not, but, uh, but that throw and that catch, just that play in general was just absolutely insane. And that's the type of element that Tom Brady brings, uh, just putting balls in places where only his receivers can get them, seeing the field knowing the offense and it's it's fun man it's an exciting time just wish i could be down there that's all but that's being selfish <laughs> i mean rightfully so i mean we all wish we could be down there i mean i wish i could be plus wish like every buck fan wishes they could see that in person like like we've discussed this in past uh, live streams it's like it would be 2020 in a buck's life if we never saw tom brady in a in a buccaneer in the buccaneer stadium like firsthand right it'd be 100 percent. it's so dumb and i i wish we can it looks like the the dolphins are going to send thirteen thousand fans to their first right. game in week two so i don't want to say i hope that happens but i kind of do just because yeah but how much are they going to upcharge for those tickets i don't know but mm -hmm. hey it'd almost be worth it uh <laughs> <laughs> like you're saying about tom brady hitting chris godwin in that pass that I mean, utilize, utilization of space, you, like knowing how to throw the ball with anticipation, like how much more of a difference do you see that with Tom Brady as opposed to Jameis Winston? And what do you think about people that thought we should have had Jameis Winston here instead of Tom Brady? Okay, where to start with that one? So, hey, rip that damn scab off. Rip, rip the band right, off. Just whatever. get it off, man. Let's just do it. I mean, no – there's going to be an obvious difference this year in quarterback play. 
that is nothing against Jameis Winston. Let me go ahead and say that. I mean, if people who have followed me, they know for the long term, I thought Jameis was a better option, which I mean, but that's kind of obvious. You know, you've got a, what, 25-year-old player versus a 43-year-old player. So I'm not saying I have to backhand a compliment or anything like that, but at the end of the day, I did think Jameis deserved one more year under Bruce Arians, but that also just happened to be the year that Tom Brady became a free agent and was seriously looking to leave New England. Um, so that, to me, is just a stroke of bad luck. But anyways, putting that aside, obvious difference mm-hmm. in quarter play, quarterback play this year. Tom Brady is going to take what the defense gives him at times. He's going to find the open guy. Um, he's going to throw with anticipation. Like you said, he's going to be throwing these guys open. And he's, he's going to just know how to control this offense in ways that we did not see Jameis do it last year. And one play that comes to my mind, and um, I believe y'all talked to me about this whenever I tweeted out a few months ago, but it's the the long throw to um, O.J. Howard. I can't remember the exact game, but he had O.J. Jameis had O.J. one-on-one on the outside, no safety help, understood the throw. It was a decent throw. Howard kind of should have had it. Regardless, Brashard Perryman down on the right coming out of a trips formation is – or not trips formation, a bunch formation is wide open. And if Jameis hits him, it might be a touchdown. He's at least getting to the five-yard line, Perryman. And that's a first down as opposed to an incompletion and now a second and long or a third and long, whatever down it was. Um, Brady's going to be hitting Perryman in that scenario. It's going to help this offense do so much more. And, man, when it comes to, you know, people saying that the Bucks need to make the Super Bowl this year in order to prove this move right, that's just too much, man. Um, you can't expect this team to make the Super Bowl right off the bat. And people, there's some folks out there, and now granted, this is mostly Bucks Twitter, so Twitter's not real life. But at the same time, uh-huh. it feels like it should be addressed. There are folks out there that say that if the Bucks don't make the Super Bowl this year, then cutting Jameis, or not cutting Jameis, not bringing Jameis back was a mistake, which that to me just doesn't register because even if the Bucks get to the playoffs with Tom Brady, that's more than Jameis ever did in his entire career. So to me, that right there just shows it was the right move, even if the Bucks just get to the playoffs and lose in the wild. Plus, take this first. I have a lot of opinions about that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to you know talk about that play you were talking about to O.J. Howard. That's uh, I believe that was week three against the Giants, and I, I understand yeah. which play you're talking about. You know, they had O.J. one-on-one and Jameis saw that originally and I, I understand that's why he went with the ball there because it's a one-on-one matchup you're going up against a safety OJ should be able to you know come down with that football um, but at the same time like you said I think if he reads the field a little bit better he sees that Perriman's going to be wide open anticipate that and you hit the guy and now you have a first and goal versus an incompletion like you said so yeah that was a good point um, and that is something we discussed and uh, but that's the difference with Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady will probably anticipate that pre-snap and then he'll be able to hit right. that open guy, you know, over the middle. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely going to be a different style and play, um, you know, as far as Tom Brady goes. He's going to take, like you said, the first guy that comes open or how he sees it playing out against the defense. And if that's the best option, then that's who he's going to go with. Uh, so it's just going to be – I think you're going to see a more efficient and effective offense. And I think that's what right. has been missing um, over the last couple of years with Jameis as a quarterback. It's been so, you know, high reward versus high risk, I, I guess you could say. And now it's going to be more balanced where you can take um, more reward and, and minimize that risk where it's less turnovers and you guys keep, keep the ball moving, you know, chain moving and, you know, get those first downs, and then you'd be effective once you get in the red zone and, and make it make it count for touchdown. Well, in Jameis's defense, mm-hmm. we know he's a loyal player. We know he's going to listen to his coaches. Yes. Bruce Arians at the end. And this is where I love. I like Bruce. <clears throat> I'm not going to say love. Um, that's a little too strong of a word. But I like Bruce Arians. <laughs> I like how he runs his team. You know, all that stuff. But he gets to me when he says certain things sometimes. And at the end of the year, when he said even if the guy's double covered, hell, triple covered, and we don't take the shot, I'm going to be pissed. Like, dude, what? No, that makes no sense. Like, and you've got to wonder how much of that did Jameis really take to heart? And in that case, is he, like, in the in the situation with OJ, 
is he taking that shot just because he knows that's what Bruce wants at the end of the day and he's trying to adapt to Bruce's system. So in Jameis's defense, I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, Tom Brady's not going to take that shot. He doesn't give a shit. If oh, I'm sorry, guys, I don't know if I can oh, curse. Oh, okay, okay. Shit. But, he, uh, but uh, I don't think I don't think he's really going to care if Bruce wants him to hit that deep shot. Brady's going to yeah. hit who he wants to hit. And at the end of the day, I also don't think Bruce is going to say anything if Tom takes Rashad Perryman in that situation either. Right. All right. So no, I, I I get you there. Yeah. I want to strongly make a comment about that. So, a lot of what people will do is read too much into the words. I mean, they read right. that one comment. And they didn't read the whole sentiment of what he was talking about. And he said this from when he's been hired as head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's saying the same damn thing just, what, five, six hours ago. He's saying there's different levels of our offense. we got a deep, we got a middle, we got a short. Right. It's up to the quarterback to make the decision. Yes, we want to hit the deep pass first. We want to open up because that's what we want to do. We don't want to have that many opportunities to, to make a mistake. Right. But Brady, being the great game manager, knows how to limit those mistakes and find the greater opportunities, which he said was like a 90% throw as opposed to less than a 50% throw that's 25 yards down the field as opposed to five yards to my running back has a one-on-one matchup against a linebacker. Everyone thinks, oh, Arians had a gun to freaking James Winston's head saying, oh, no, you better throw that damn ball deep or I'm going to shit on your chest. No, he did not. I don't get it. Like, So you can say shit all you want. This is what I don't get with Buck fans. They read one damn thing and they think that's that's God. I, I, I don't get it. And it's like no, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just when you read the whole thing, he said multiple times, you can't keep holding on to the ball. You're playing like Superman. Throw the ball away. Tom Brady led the league and throw throwaways almost. So it's like you want a better decision maker with the weapons you have. You don't want to be pigeonholed into thinking, oh, it's gotta be Mike Evans in this play. It's gotta be. You just can't. You got to be able to read prior, pre-snap, who's shading one way. Post-snap, if they all shade towards Mike Evans, you can't keep looking that way. And that's the biggest thing. I, I'm sorry to be talking so fast, getting so animated about it. It's just with me, Winston. The more we do film study on this channel, the more it recurs over and over and yeah. over again. It's like, damn, how did we not see this earlier? Like, because he would have these spans of four to five games where you're like, holy crap, this is he's his is it. Number one overall pick. He's gonna take us there. This is the potential. And then you see three of the worst games in the world. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn. And you just never saw consistency. And that's what Brady does bring that Winston never truly could. And then even with the Saints reporters now saying, Oh, he's missing the deep ball. He's not showing consistency. He's throwing interceptions. So it's like same shit, different team. I don't mean to be mean. I thought he had everything that it is below the neck for a quarterback. It was just the anticipation and reading defenses that he just didn't get. He wasn't taking the next step. And to be honest, if someone could do that, he's going to be a great quarterback. But I think maybe this taking that step back is the best thing for him. I wish it could have been here under Brady, but now it's under Drew Brees. So best of luck. I don't mean any hard feelings for anyone who really loves Jameis, but that's just how I feel about him. I'm sorry, end rant here. It had to be done. <laughs> but go ahead. You were going to say something? No, I was going to say, yeah, he relied on his arm. I mean, I think he hit it on the head. Decision-making is where it all comes down to. And just kind of when it goes back to Bruce, yeah, at the beginning of training camp, it was all about, well, we want him to check down more. And then, you know, towards the end of the year, it was like, oh, we'll hit the D shots. You know, he, he tends to – and then, like, even with Parnell Motley, um, he said on Friday – that Parnell Motley was going to make uh, the team only on special teams. He's like, if we have a spot on special teams, we'll, we'll get him on there. And then now today he's like, well, you know, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to get a job. <laughs> like, Hold on, man. And I know, I know, I, yeah. I know it's hard to get the full context of what he's saying and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. He just, he, he tends to say, I think he tends to overspeak sometimes. And it's just right. like, just kind of, kind of dial it back to us. Yeah. Yeah, the, I saw your quote about the uh, the second best corner versus the third best. Yeah, corner. Like, yeah I'm I like I didn't understand that either. I was like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, if you're the second best corner on the team, you should be starting, right? You know, right. You're on the team. <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't quite. Yeah, that was yeah. me genuinely asking. You know, it was kind of like right. somebody, somebody, please help me with this quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I totally get it where you're coming from there. So. Yeah, I think that's Bruce. Uh, I think, like you said, he just tends to uh, 
go a little bit too far and sometimes he needs to just yeah keep it short <laughs> right you know right. with that point i think he's literally just saying okay guys because everyone's getting the hype of oh he's got two picks versus tom brady and now blaine gabbert mm-hmm. oh he should be number one quarterback i think he's like kind of throwing it in their face of like dude you have colton mm-hmm. davis sean murphy bunting and jamel dean which one do you want me to bench right. <laughs> i think he's just kind of in a in a passive aggressive way saying like okay which one do you want me to do it so mm-hmm. if he's yeah. not going to be in that starting three because he hasn't been here a year He's gonna to have to make it a special team. I mean, it is right. true, even though I yeah, love the damn yeah, guy. It is. But it is true. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of it's just how he phrases it sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's just like like uh, and I think it was Taylor Jenkins of Pew Report. He actually put it pretty well um, in his whenever he was writing about the whole Motley thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he said Arians. I think the question actually was today is could Motley start? It's just kind of like, wait, what? So that, that I can understand why Arians, Arians is like, hold up, you know, what now? Like set special teams, so on and so forth. But, um, but yeah, it's like now somebody's asking him and even, even, uh, I can't think of his name or off the top of my head, but corners backs coach. Um, uh, Kevin he, Ross. Yeah. Kevin Ross. There you go. I can't want to say Todd McNair, but I know it's the running backs coach. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, he even said, you know, we've got to keep in mind it's camp right now. We got to see him under the light, so on and so forth. So they're they're doing a good job of dialing back the hype. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, before we keep going, moving on, let's get into some questions that are in the chat really quick because they're actually a lot coming in. Uh, Tyler Johnson dealing with undisclosed and undisclosed injuries. I think it's just his hamstring. Like he keeps saying on uh, soft tissue. But do you think he gets redshirted? That's what it sounds like, man. I mean. This type of year, you know, they've got Justin watching. They've got Scotty Miller. Obviously, they've got Mike and Chris. And then they've got a great, great tight end room. Honestly, it goes six tight ends deep. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they redshirted him this year. Yeah, I, I did owe that. I think, you know, with the timing that he's missed, I mean, he's missed a lot of the classroom time and, you know, just that work that is needed. So I could definitely see it where, you know, maybe they put him on IR or, you know, maybe, um, yeah, I think they'll find a way. If they need to redshirt them, they'll, they'll do it. So, but Scott Smith on the Buccaneers Live, literally I get any two seconds, I go on their YouTube and I'm, I'm listening mm-hmm. to them. He made a good point. Like, they'd have to cut him to then eventually put him on the practice squad, correct? Yes. Yeah, so he, wouldn't, is, he wouldn't make the final 53. Yeah, he would so have to run is, wouldn't you? He was saying, like, wouldn't you think someone's going to actually pick this dude up? He actually had a great college career it's not like he yeah he may have fallen in the draft but just based off an injury you're gonna get rid of him i mean someone may eventually pick this dude up so i mean that oh, was wait, a concern you, you meant you meant redshirt i thought you meant redshirt just by like keeping him but like keep him as a healthy scratch or something like that yeah we could do that too i mean oh. i think they could just probably find a way to put him on ir possibly yeah yeah, say, IR too. Just, yeah just say the injury is worse and you know i mean patriots do it all the time but like yeah, they can, guys but like you yeah, they can, they can find ways to fudge it. I mean, like Ronald Jones, like, like Kappa, he was a healthy scratch, you know, most of his, you know, most of his rookie year and stuff like that. I was thinking more in those terms. But if actually not including him on the final 53, yeah, yeah no, I don't I don't think that would happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not unless, not unless they put him on IR or something like that. Right. Well, because like you, like you just said, the tight end room is loaded, stacked. I mean, we have so many, right. so much depth, but not proven in safety. So it's like, and then Motley, Ryan Smith situation yeah. where you're talking, how many do we keep? Running backs, how many do we yeah. keep? Yeah. So it's like, this is Tyler Johnson, another they loaded could possibly, room. Yeah, they could possibly put him on the PUP list as well. You know, there keep you him out the first six games, do something. And then like let that. somebody go, right? Right, yep. Too sure. Then, well, and then you got to look. To, sorry, my cat keeps jumping. <laughs> I saw um, you do it once. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but, uh, um. Uh. Well, one thing that could really help him out is T.J. Logan's injury. And I hate. You know, I hate to say that, but anytime somebody goes down, and opens the door. Um. You know, he was thought to be probably the returner, and if that's the case, he's a running back. So that's taking up one of these running back spots, which now might open the. I. I don't know. You know there's all kinds of way they can make this roster fluid by the time the season rolls around. So it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure with him. Yeah. Justin and Justin Evans is still on the roster, so they can yeah. can't yeah. swap him out for Johnson. I, you know. There's just there's all kinds of moves they can make before the season starts, and that's an, that's like almost like a, a hockey injury. Like Stomkos, you don't know what the hell's wrong with him. He never comes back. Right. Justin Evans, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. it's, it's got to be a career-ending thing. I mean, it's just yeah. when do they kind of say it? 
Is that? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I haven't seen anything from him. It's mm-hmm. it's sad, like you just said. But uh, going back to really quick to the the chat, this is a new name. I don't know how I'm gonna butcher this terribly. Rubing. Rubing said, "Game manager is a loaded term." Speaking of Brady, he says Brady is able to slow down, slash manage and speed up, being slash clutch as the game dictates. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that's part of what a game manager is. Like you're managing when to speed it up, when to be fast paced, and then when to slow it down, run the ball, option to run it, audible to run it, is knowing when to do that. Not just say, "Oh, this is a classic famous line." If we run our play the way we run it, we should convert it. That's so dumb to me. You gotta. It is. It's like if if the freaking box is loaded with all eleven players, but if we Not do this, it. we execute yeah. this play the way we should do it. Because we're that good. We're gonna run and get this 10, 10 yard game. No, it's just it's dumb thinking. Like, and that's that's being extremely over exaggerated. But to no, me, I mean the nuance. The nuance is important. You gotta have nuance. True. I mean, it's it's literally a game of inches, so you gotta have nuance in some respect. You know, I mean, you can't I don't just like be a dick. But <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's true, man. I mean, it's like saying you know, run the or as long as you get four yards of play, it's a first down. Okay, right. yeah, sure. But if you run twenty five plays, I guarantee you there's gonna be a damn turnover somewhere yeah. in between those twenty five straight plays. So yeah. it's just yeah. yeah, there's nuance should be involved. Before plus four, you answer this one. That's that's the happy medium of Jameis and, and Brady. So Brady right. is good at making those decisions. Winston may have not. Maybe that's why he's looking to go deep every time. Again, BA doesn't want that many plays because he knows the room for error, like you just mentioned. Right. So he wants a quick strike, quick strike attack offense. But the thing is, if it's not there, you have to look off. You can't just keep focusing on that. And he mentioned that time and time again. Now with Peter King with Carson Palmer and Jameis were those type of guys. But it doesn't have to be that. And that's my only thing. I, we need to get the hell off of Jameis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess let me ask you a question. Oh, plus, do you have anything to add to that? No, no, you're good. That was, that was straightforward. Well, then let me ask you this. So of the rookies, Tristan Wirfs, Antoine Winfield, Keyshawn Vaughn, all the rookies, who do you think is going to make the biggest impact? Who do you think should make the biggest impact? And who were you highest on coming out of the draft? So start with the highest, definitely Antoine Winfield. Um, loved him, man. Coming out of Minnesota, just smooth. Uh, that true center fielder that this defense until or is missing um, until Justin Evans. You know, we find out for sure what's happening with him. Uh, one that'll have the biggest impact. It's got to be Worfs. Um, he's going to be a starting five, or should be a starting five. He's going to be on the field for literally every snap of our uh, every snap on offense unless you know it's like a 50 to nothing game or something but even then he'll probably still be in um and then probably the one that i think will have like do like have the best year probably worse um i just don't know if the guys on the back end you know tyler johnson don't know if he's gonna do anything uh cly you know Chappelle russell obviously you got levante and devin there um just in terms of opportunity Keyshawn's not having a very good camp from what it sounds like uh just in terms of opportunity and just contributions to the team you're really looking at antoine and tristan um don't really think you're going to have any surprise players like a Quan alexander you know fourth round picks obviously because the bucks didn't have a fourth round pick but you're not going to have any of those guys later on in the draft really come into fruition this year. At least that's just how I feel, just based off how this offseason has gone. Mm-hmm. Plus? No, I agree. I agree with that. I think, you know, Tristan definitely needs to have the most impact. I think he's very important to the offensive line, especially in the run game. I think he's going to be a big piece there. And then if he can just be, you know, solid in pass protection, I think that's what you're right. looking for. And You know, I'm really excited about Antoine Winfield as well. I, I was really high on him as uh, two, like yourself. So, I had him as a first round player and to get him in the second round, I think that was awesome. And, you know, I think he can be that guy, like you said, that center fielder, a guy that can also be, you know, play down in the box and also make plays down there and also play the nickel. And, you know, so they have a lot of different things they can do at safety. And I'm really excited about that position as a whole, you know, because I think Jordan Whitehead is going to have an outstanding season. I think if he stays healthy, I think he'll be, he's going to be really good this year. And then you have Mike Edwards who, I think you could see him more being that nickel guy and they could use all three of them, you know, on the field at the same time. So they got a lot of different things that they can do defensively because of that guy that they brought in in uh, Winfield. So 
uh, it's going to be exciting to uh, to see them, you know, play together. But I agree with you. I think worse is he's got to be that guy for us, especially on the right tackle and help out Kappa. And, um, and then, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, you know, he's just struggling with the playbook right now. It seems like his head's just his head spinning a lot, you know, trying to catch up and understand where he needs to go. So he's not playing as fast. Um, so, but I think we'll be fine there with the other guys that we have. I think LaShawn McCoy and Dare and, you know, Rojo, obviously I think are going to be good. So yeah, man, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah, Mike, Ed, Mike Edwards, Jordan Whitehead and Antoine Winfield is a very intriguing dime package to me. Right. Like, I, I'm excited to see that. Hopefully, we can see those guys on the field at the same time, maybe every now and then uh, with Bowles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Todd loves playing three safeties at, at once. So we saw it quite a bit last year where they, you know, brought in Andrew Adams. And, and, you know, and he's another guy that can come in and play. So, yeah, they got a lot of different things they can do and, you know, play that money, you know, that money dime package. I, right. I think they like to play. So, yeah, really excited to see the kind of versatility they can add to the defense. And again, that also adds to maybe we don't have to carry another cornerback because Antoine Winfield can play that position. Right. So, I mean, he can play that nickel corner. So it's like, how many corners do we really hold? And again, gives weight to Parnell Motley. You better do some shit at special teams. Like everyone right. wants him. Yeah. Hey, hey, he's got to be the starting corner because he's yeah. picked off Brady. <laughs> That's just how I feel like sometimes our fans kind of overreact. No, man. Hey, up here at uh, with the Titans, man. God, I can't remember his name, but there is this guy. Uh, it was basically like your Ernest Graham, but he just never mm-hmm. found he never found his way onto the actual football field like Ernest did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just stood out every preseason. And you had David Fluellen, that's his name, and they used to say it was flu season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, and dude, people would be like, "Start Fluellen." <laughs> it's just like, no, he's just. He's playing against third stringer. You know, it's just like it's the preseason camp hype is always so fascinating to watch, man. It really oh, yeah. Is. Yeah, it's the same thing down here with Ryan Griffin. Yeah, which is about to bring it up here. Right. Yeah, Ryan Griffin. You know. Right? Like, people were like thinking he's going to be better than Jameis. Like, come on, guys. I, 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 I have opinions about Jameis, but come on. Like, that's a huge difference in, in talent. Right. How wild, how just real quick, just random. How wild do y'all think it is that the Bucks will probably carry three? quarterbacks on the roster and ryan griffin is probably going to make twice as much as blaine gabbert this year yeah it's beautiful <laughs> that, that's crazy. Yeah, like, like they should just keep two quarterbacks you know use the extra roster spot on something else ryan griffin can go on the practice squad this year right i don't think anybody's gonna take him. he up. probably he probably wouldn't but hold up how much is ryan griffin making 1.75 he's making yeah. what 0.75 more than winston yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, seven hundred fifty k more. Yeah. Jeez. Let me make sure on that. It's it's either right? one point. It's either one point two five or one point seven five. Hold on, I'll check real quick. Ouch. Uh, hey, but it pays right. to learn under the best. But then again, Ryan Griffin is too. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's say, <laughs> say Ryan Griffin's got a pretty good education right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. And same with like another guy I want to know more about, which no one asks questions. Reed Sinnott. Is he like I almost. No one talks get, to him. How much is he learning? Like he's getting probably zero snaps. It doesn't right. matter. He's sitting there up the ass of Tom Brady saying, do you want to oh, tell sure. my ass too? I'll learn whatever you want. He'll definitely, yeah, he'll definitely be on the practice squad. Um, it, was, it was like whenever Testaverde's kid was there last year. He's making 1.25, yeah, so so that's what it was. 1.2, 1. 1. not 1. 1.7. Um, but like when Testaverde's kid was there, yeah. was like, so like no, it's, this, this ain't going to happen. Right. <laughs> well, actually, so a big question in the chat, which actually let me switch over. This is it. If it comes out, should the Buccaneers consider signing Earl Thomas? David. What do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love David, but uh, no, man. Um, it, it's just too expensive. Uh, they, they're going to need the money next year for other places. Safety position, like Plus was just saying, is – not not groundbreaking, <laughs> but it's solid and it's intriguing. Um, there's definitely people. There's definitely guys there that can play the system, and that's the thing is Todd Bowles' system. Don't get me wrong, Earl Thomas, potential Hall of Famer, probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. Um, smart dude, I'm sure he could get the system down. But look at Darian Stewart last year. 
he's a vet. He didn't really get it down. He was pretty much just tossed by the wayside. So it's not it's not an automatic thing that a vet's just going to come here and pick things right up. So no, don't don't do it. Yeah, same. Agreed. Oh, simple. <laughs> I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, we already have this much talent invested in the safety position. Right. Why bother it? Why mess it up? I mean, mm. then you got a guy that's been a headache. He's had three strikes in a row. He's punching people in the face. We're in a team, which I was talking with Plus before the live stream. You have Sean Murphy Bunting saying, we got to win every game, not just be in it. We got to win every game. And then Chris Mm -hmm. Godwin saying the same damn things. These guys, their mentality is, oh, we're in it to win it. We got a Super Bowl in our mind, not just being competitive. We don't care about anyone's expectations. We're ready for us, and we know who the hell we are. Why the hell bring someone like this as punching people in the face? Right. His brother and him situation. I don't even want that. I mean, COVID, <laughs> that's going to spread COVID. Um, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, let's just be honest. It would be a cancer more than a good thing. I know he is a great player. And he's already saying he wants to go to the damn Cowboys. So let him get what he wants. Ruin them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the Bucks are buying in to each other. They're buying in. Bruce is establishing a culture. That's the one thing that is clearly evident <clears throat> over the last year or so. Um, even I think it was Cameron Brate said it a couple months ago, talked about how the cultures – or no, it was right after the Colts game. He was like, you know, a few years ago we wouldn't have won this game. Um, so the guys are picking up on it. They're noticing. They're buying into each other. Earl Thomas, like you said, uh, would just drive a spike right in the middle of all of that. I mean, yep. yeah, guys, just go away, go away. Yeah, it's like Aqib Tlaib, we had him. that we, we saw how that went from time to time. So even though he was a fun player and a good player. And the Bucks really have been f- pretty fortunate. They haven't really ever had any knuckleheads, you know, over, over the course. As bad as the team has been at times, you know, they've, oh. they've been pretty light on knuckleheads. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I remember way back when, Jeremy Stevens. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Big tight end. Six, six, oh, seven, God, like, yeah. Holy crap, man. Seattle. Yeah, came from Seattle. Wow. Or, or ASJ, too. Yeah, SJ, yeah. I'm taking, well, I mean, taking it back. Right, but other than that, why is it all tight ends? Guys, tight end group, you're looking so damn good. Don't mess up. <laughs> right. Why they, they say receivers yeah. are the tight ends. Yeah. Kellen, or the Kellen, Divas. Oh, Kellen, Kellen Winslow. Winslow. Jeez. Kellen Winslow did a lot yeah. of damage. A lot In of the damage. car, man. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just glad we got him pre-whatever the hell just happened the last yeah. four years. Kellen, Kellen Winslow was the reason uh, Shiano was brought in here. Wow, I did not know that. And probably yeah. why Josh Freeman ended up Josh Freeman. Exactly. He ruined mm. that he ruined that locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Getting like chills. Right? <laughs> change subject. Change subject. Uh, let's go on to uh, the, another signing of the day. Former Cardinal Center AQ Shipley is reunited with his former Arizona head coach and Bruce Arians in Tampa. Two sides of a recent agreement, pending physical when protocols allow. So again, Evan, initial thoughts on a newly signed center. What do you think that means for our offensive line? Do you think backup center was a position of need? Like, what do you think of the signing? Yeah, I don't. I know a lot of people felt like backup center was a position of need. I didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, you have Ali Marpet who can step in and play. I know that's not an ideal situation to have him, but you also have a versatile guard in Zach Bailey, who the staff obviously likes. They've kept him on there the last couple of years. I like him too. Big dude. Um, you got options. I mean, even worse, if if Donovan Smith was to go down, you know, you could rotate. I mean, there's just all different types of ways you could rotate. I was never really concerned about backup center. Um, however, the guard depth, let's say one of the guards does go down, you have to plug in Zach Bailey. Then it does get pretty dicey in terms of what you're going to do with the offensive line after that. So I have no issue with this signing. It does. I, I like it. It does kind of remind me a little bit of Earl Watford, though, and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know how effective he was last year. But regardless, it's a veteran who's going to come in, know the system, and like we just talked about, help keep this culture going uh, and help keep the guys' eyes on the prize for a terrible cliche phrase. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Idea. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you know, it's a, it's a guy that you know just adds interior depth, you know, whether it be guard or at you know at center as well. So, I think AQ is, um, I think it's a good sign. And again, he knows. Um, he knows the system, you know, he knows the offense. He's, he's been with Bruce Arians before. So I think it's just, again, it's one of those signings where, you know, the guy and you, you can trust him if, if you need to put him out there. So I think it's a good, good addition. And a guy that are, can also help these younger guys, you know, grow and develop. 
I do wonder why they made the move though. I mean, right. I is there an injury or yeah, yeah, right. Is there something about to crop up or about to hear tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be paranoid or anything, but it is kind of odd that they did make the move when they made it. Right. Yeah. Timing it does bring up questions for sure. Yes, for sure. I mean, but even so, like you're missing different like how multiple they can be in different positions. Sure. I mean, Marpet can move over at center if Jensen went down. Yeah. Joe Hay can play multiple positions. Yes. Guard I can't position, forgot about him. Right. So, well, but either way, like, so if you look at it, we have a lot. Zach Bailey, like you just mentioned, uh, Zach Shackelford, another big Texas dude that supposedly mm-hmm. some of the offensive line coaches are high on. So it's like, do we really need him, or is it a familiarity familiarity thing, or what is it? I don't. Or maybe just another big body, so we're not tiring. I mean, all these guys it, out. it adds, yeah, right. it adds competition. You know, it's just just another thing to to put the fire and and maybe into some of these younger guys and keep them keep them uh, you know on their toes. So I think it's a good move. Again, it's it's someone that has played in the league. He started a lot of games, so it's just good to have in the back pocket just in case you know something does happen. I got really excited when I first saw it because I got him confused. AQ. I got him confused with DJ Humphreys for like three seconds. I was like, oh my God. But I was like, oh, wait. Like, yeah. I was like, hold on. Wait, no, that's the wrong guy. Dumb shit's cut him. Good job. Yeah, like, whoa, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah, DJ got that money. So he, he's exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you get, 10 yeah, million? Man. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, he, uh, yeah, he got at least seven figures, uh, or not seven, uh, eight figure deal per year. Yeah, he got paid, man, big time. Yeah, he's he's back with Arizona. So, oh no, never he got big money. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me actually go to this other. Actually, actually, there's a whole bunch of people in the chat. Make sure if you haven't just yet, because I know you haven't, hit this like button down below. It's right down there. Just do it. If you haven't commented, <laughs> do it as well. And y'all probably have subscribed because you're very active in the chat. But let's keep going on the podcast. Uh, right here, Greg Alman said we still have to stop people. This is talking about. Bucks cornerback coach Kevin Ross, he says, of this message to the defense, not getting caught up in the natural excitement of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. This is something I was kind of mentioning earlier about how the defense almost itself is like they would rather be on the field at the end of the game than have Tom Brady out there. I remember Devin White saying that personally. He's like, I would want my defense out there Mm -hmm. as opposed to Tom Brady having to win it for us. So that to me is huge. I mean – People are thinking still this defense is still learning. Yeah, they learned. Now they're trying to dominate. And it seems like the mindset's all over, like we were mentioning. But how do you feel about that? I love that hunger, that fight, just putting in their minds that, no, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And let's just go out there and win. Love it, man, especially coming from Devin White. And I'm actually working on something at Bucks Nation. Uh, probably be out maybe later this week or next week talking about young confidence in this team and how much it's going to play a role in what this team does this year. I mean, if you, like, go through and listen to all the interviews and read the transcripts so far of what everybody said, the the main, like, the main line, the main thing, the, or the theme of, this, of what I'm hearing and reading and seeing is another year in the system, feeling more comfortable, feeling more confident. We can go out there and play. We were just thinking last year. Now we're, now we're making moves. We're disguising stuff. We know what we need to do in order to, to be more effective in this regard, so on and so forth. Um, it's exciting. And, yeah, you love hearing your second-year linebacker who's supposed to be the leader of your defense coming out and saying, I want my guys on the field at the end of the day as opposed to the uh, six-time Super Bowl champion, greatest quarterback of all time. Plus, add it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love it. You know, you can see the uh, just the drive and just the energy. You know, the energy is definitely there, and like they just want it. Like they want to win, and you know, why not us? You know, that's kind of the mentality I'm seeing. Um, you know, it, it's time to you know put the action in, and they're willing to to do that. They're putting in the work. You know, guys are watching tape, and you know, Devin White. I mean, he's already studying the saints and they're all you know they're all watching their game tape and they're all focused on what they need to be focused on which is really nice to to see but yeah Devin is really taking it up a notch i just love his mentality and i mean i don't want to compare him to hardy nickerson but he's kind of bringing that kind of fire that you know 
that's been kind of missing, you know, and I know Levante leads by example, and he's not really the raw, raw guy, but Devin is that guy that can get in these people's faces and let them know, you know, you need to be accountable and do your job. And I think he's doing that, you know, and it, it's showing, you know, I love the, I know you guys seen the mic up segment of him. Yes. I mean, that's just, that's just yeah. really cool to see. And, um, you know, always telling his guys to pick it up. And so that's what, that's, what's exciting. And, I can't wait. He's got a big year, I believe, this year, and it's it's going to be really, really fun to watch. I hope so. I hope, I hope. I mean, we all, <laughs> as Buck fans, hope for the best, but, I mean, it just – it seems like it. what we've always wanted has come to fruition. But, uh, again, in the chat, Rick H. said, what's the 411 on the interior defensive lineman Kyle Love that we signed from Carolina? Run stuffer to replace Nassif? Question mark. Evan, I know we did our film study, but what, what's your initial thoughts on him? Uh, it just reminds me a lot of Bo Allen kind of talked to you all about this before we came on. I uh, just going to feel that role of gritty run stopper, um, you know, take up some space. Y'all's breakdown on him was excellent. He'll get some rushes every now and then. He'll get to the quarterback, um, you know, knock him down here and there. But his overall thing is just going to be to chew up space, kind of like Indomitian Sue almost. Um, I know, obviously, Sue's more dynamic. He's can get to the quarterback and all that other stuff. But um, to me – I like what the Bucks are doing behind Golston, who, man, I'm not honestly going to do something on him probably next week too, but nobody's talked about him at all this offseason. I can't wait to see what he does. But behind Golston, Vea, and Sue, I was initially concerned going into camp about the depth, but with Kyle Love now and then the reports that we've heard about uh, uh, Nacho, I'm feeling a little bit better about it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nacho put on some weight supposedly, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he's up to 305 now, something like that. Big dog. Okay. Uh, but then he also mentioned about is a replacement for Nassib. He's Nassib was an outside linebacker, yeah. edge rusher, and Kyle Love's just going to, like you said, gritty run stuffer. So this is to both of y'all. So now that Anthony Nelson is going to replace pretty much Carl Nassib, right. who do you think is going to be by him? Who's going to be the fourth edge rusher to get that rotation? Do you think it's Cousin Daniels, Quinn Bell? I know this is other guy. I don't know if it's Gill uh, or Cam. Yeah, Cam Gill. Cam Gill. So who, who's it? Who do you hear the most about? Who do you like? Who wants to go first? I'll let, plus, you go ahead, man. I've been going first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, personally, I, I think uh, I, I like Cousin. I like Cousin Daniels uh, personally. I think he he could be that guy. He's got so much speed. Um, I think Quentin is a guy that is That's just speed. a little bit. Yeah, he's got speed too, but I think he's just a little bit raw. Right. Um, his development. Wide receiver. Yeah. Yep. So I think, um, and then Cam Gill, I mean, he's he's making some noise too. Uh, I mean, he knocked Tom Brady down, so that might not be the best, <laughs> you know, that might not be the best move to do in practice. But, um, but yeah, I like Cousin just because of, you know, he showed flashes last year and I just really like his game. I think he could be. You know something different to bring in besides you know because you bring in anthony nelson and then you have cousin daniels come in and it's like it's just two complete opposites so i think cousin could be could be that guy um but again it comes down to special teams you know because that's going to be their main role as far as that fourth guy on the depth chart yeah i'm with plus i mean it's got to be cousin and this is one of the trouble spots to me on this roster is what happens behind jpp and Shaq. you know obviously we don't even know if anthony nelson is going to step up this year. He's still got a lot to prove. Um, but, yeah, just causing based off of knowledge of the system. Obviously, Quentin Bell spent some time with the Link team last year as well. But, yeah, the Bucks have got to figure that out because, obviously, JPP is not going to play 100% of the snaps. You wouldn't want to him in – you wouldn't want him to anyways. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Shaq. They've got to figure something out at the edge spots because that – that that is where the Rob Gronkowski move could really come back to bite them. They could have used that ten million to spend on a decent edge rusher, Marcus Golston or Golden, not Golston, yeah. Marcus Golden, who uh, right. who uh, you know four point two five million from the Giants um, could maybe go after a Clay Matthews, something like that. So, and a fourth round pick too. So yeah, they they've really got to figure that spot out um, before before the season rolls around, honestly. Yeah, that, and that that could be a move that may still come, you know, as far as adding, right. you know, yeah. maybe a veteran or maybe a guy that gets released, you know, in the next couple of weeks, maybe they add something. So, you know, the roster is going to be, I think it, you we'll see, but again, it depends on like, how is that going to play out? You know, our team's going to be aggressive in the, in the waiver wire or, 
you know, we just got to wait and see because, again, you don't really have tape on these guys because of the lack right. of preseason. So that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But that could be something that they definitely target um, if they don't like the progress that they're seeing right now out of, you know, Casa Daniels and, and the other guys. Actually, thank you for bringing that up because now I'm going to write that down. We got to do an Anthony Nelson film study. Yep. Because, I mean, we were really high on him coming out of college, but we didn't have this YouTube channel up by then. So I want to bring some college film as as well as some of his film from last year, even though it was very few and far between. And he still did produce when he was on the field. It just didn't result into sacks or big plays. Right. And yeah, that, that goes unnoticed. Yeah, the first play that comes to mind is the strip in the Carolina game in week yeah. two. Um, mm-hmm. and the, but then outside of that, you know, there's not that much. But, hey, that, that's more than some rookies do in their first year. So mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, a la, let's see, Ronald Jones. <laughs> 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 I wonder why that is. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, speed, though, Quentin Bell, lights out speed, former wide receiver. I was wanting to hear more. I even asked this on the – the live show with Casey Phillips and Mike Smith or Scott Smith. Forgive me. I, I was like, Whoa, Mike Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Hey, what do you think of Quinn Bell and Cousin Daniels? Like what, what have you seen? They kind of gave the generic answer of like, Oh yeah, he's got speed. He, he had a little bit of preseason last year. Cousin Daniels. Mm. I'm like, I want more in depth. Give me more. <laughs> but I, I guess they're just kind of giving, yeah, like there's so much to look at. Maybe they just weren't pigeoning, pigeonholing on them, but. I mean, that's a big, like you were mentioning, it's who's behind JPP and Shaq. Like, you don't really know, and we need a rotation there. Same thing, like, yeah. we feel well, we, you need a rotation behind Sue and Vita Vea, because if one of them mm-hmm. go down, holy yeah. hell. Like yeah. Defense changes. That run defense if, is, if Vea goes down, yeah, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, that makes the job for linebackers behind them way harder. There's going to be a lot more time to throw the ball. I mean, so everything behind them gets shit on. But yeah. mm-hmm. that's our point of view. But, uh Actually, let me get this question out there. Danny Danello said, what do you think Drew Brees' first thoughts were when TV12 signed with the Bucks?" He's not going to kneel for the flag. Oh, no. That almost got Jameis the starting he position. Probably he probably didn't care. Um, he probably didn't care, man. He, he's Drew Brees. You know, he's got he's got his passing yards records and all that crap. He, he didn't. He probably honestly embraced it. He's like, hey, I get to play him twice a year now. So, honestly, that's probably the way he thought of it more than anything. These guys are competitors. They look forward to playing each other and beating each other. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, plus. No, I was just going to ditto that. I mean, it's competition, and I think that's how he looks at it. I I agree. I mean, a guy that's been in the league this long would want to face the best players. Finds that as, oh, I'm going to say I'm better than him. Like you said, a competitor. Mm. So – and again, Tom Brady, I guess, I don't know if this was fake, but he was saying like, oh, he, Brady Breeze is staying in there just to keep all of his records. Kind of thing. I don't know if that was fake or not, but <laughs> either way, Tom Brady seems like he's going to play like at least two more years. So we hope that. Mm-hmm. God, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, yeah, he'll be here next year. I think, I think Breeze is for sure gone after this year. He's got the TV, he's got yeah. the TV stuff lined up. I think he's gone after this year. I mean, rightfully so. I mean. We all saw his arm go down last year. So, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, another question. Any bu- any buzz on Khalil Davis? Yeah, actually, he was mentioned today, I think. It, or maybe it was Saturday. I think Casey Rogers, whatever day he spoke to the media recently, um, he was actually mentioned uh, as getting in there and doing doing some good work in, on run defense drills and stuff like that. So, yeah, he got mentioned. So, hey, I mean, that's all you could ask for out of a six-round pick. Or seventh round, can't remember one or two. Six, six, round. yeah, six round, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Plus, any comments on that? Yeah, no, I mean, he's been talked about, you know, especially over the last couple of days. I think Arians talked about him as well. So, you know, he's making he's making some plays on run defense, uh, which is good. That that was something that, you know, we talked about as far as a potential weakness um, from his college tape. But he's got some pass rush abilities. You know, quick t- quick twitch guy. You know, he's got athleticism. So. I think that's something that, you know, hopefully he can bring if he does make the team, which I think he will, you know, bring to this defense and provide that variety because we have a lot of power guys up front, you know, especially right. up, you know, the down lineman. Now you bring in a guy that has some speed and athleticism that can get in there pretty quickly if he makes a good move. So 
it'll be a, a nice change up. Yeah, that's why I was really intrigued at possibly getting Jordan Phillips over the offseason. I would have been really intrigued to see how a guy like him would have fit in with uh, Vea and Sue. Well, obviously, if Phillips come in, Sue's probably gone. So, uh, Vea and Golston, I was really interested to see how adding that type of element to this defensive line, how it would work. Oh, and just to throw that out there, if you want to catch up on William Golston, what he did last year, we have a film study on him. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be watching that then, man, for sure. Man. I, I can't wait to see what he does does this year. I, I really feel like people are writing him off too quickly, um, mm -hmm. and, and that he just last year he showed so much potential, and he seems like he's having more fun uh, last year and and just now than he has his whole entire time in Tampa Bay. It's crazy how much Sue made an influence on him. Oh yeah, right, like insane. Uh, oh, and also I want to get your opinion on. We'll move over from unless anyone anyone else want to talk about defense and linebackers pretty much. Oh, actually, I do want to, one more question about defense. This is the question that's going to come up. Chappelle Russell. I mean, does Jason Light not know how to freaking draft linebackers? Like, I feel like every one of them has a a shine or does something well. Like Jack Sitchie, if he can just stay healthy, mm. he produced when he was on the field. Same to Kendall Beckwith. Like, I was like, eh, I don't know about Beckwith. His first year looks like a freaking uh, Pro Bowler almost. So, and then he drafts Chappelle Russell. Like, what the hell? What do you think of him initially? I like what he can do. He's quick. Um, I don't, honestly, though, I don't know too much about him just based off of without regurgitating, you know, scouting reports and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but this team, speaking of depth, it feels like it's just something we've kind of been going over, but it's it needs to be gone over. They're, they need the Bucks need depth at inside linebacker. I mean, talking about edges, if JPP or if Shaq go down, what if Levante or Devin goes down? Now, granted, one of them can supplant the other for a, you know a decent one of. They basically are interchangeable. They can do each other's jobs to a certain extent. So you're not going to just have a giant crater in the middle. But still, you got to have somebody to play that spot. And we saw last year, if Devin White goes down and Kevin Minner comes in like Vita Vea going out, it changes the second level of this defense. Hmm. Yeah, I agreed. And, and, you know, to Chappelle's credit, I mean, he's working with the second team right now. He's working alongside Kevin. So, you know, that's exciting to see it. It shows right. that, you know, he's getting the defense down. He's really, you know, studied the playbook and he knows where to be. And, and like you said, he's got the athleticism. I mean, he can move and, you know, run down, you know, sideline to sideline, which is something you, you like to have. And, but I mean, again, he's, he's been making plays in practice. So yeah, again, it's just tough. I mean, I wish we had some type of preseason, you know, right. to, you know, to really see these guys and, you know, really get them those snaps that they need. And it's, you know, I know they're having the, um, the inner squad games, you know, at the stadium and stuff, which is good. Uh, it just sucks. You have to go against your own guys, but I just wish they could find a way to get a more experience in, in game situations uh, to really see what they have. But, it's it's a po promising sign that you know that he is you know working with the second team and he's already worked his way up over a guy like you know Jack Sitchie and and others. Yeah, one hundred percent. I believe he said that this Friday we're having that. Yep. That practice, yeah. The scrimmage, yeah, the scrimmage and Ray J, yeah, it should be Friday as long as the weather holds up. Right. I yep. hope so. Yeah. You, well, you, hey, knowing this year, a forest fire will start in the middle of AJ or something. <laughs> the ship, the ship will just con spontaneously combust. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You know, it probably would. Or Brady gets hit by a cannon fire or some crap. I don't, I don't know. His gun some, gets gunpowder in his eye. Right, some crap like that would happen. But uh, I mean, what you hear from Chappelle Russell, from what I've, he's living by himself over here. He got into the playbook early. Literally, that was the only knock we pretty much had on him. His tackling, he tackled a little high. He plays fast. It just looked like he was hitting the wrong holes at times. Maybe he was trying to play out of position, trying to do too much, playing that Superman role like B.A. said about Winston. But if he's made, I, I want to see it, though, myself. Like, it's one thing to hear it yes. from reporters. Oh, yeah, he showed up something. But if I'm not seeing it myself, I don't know. I, it's a lot of hearsay. So... Mm -hmm. Then how many reps did he have? Was he at five reps and he played made one, two good plays? Right. What if he had 100 plays? Does that mean he's going to have 50 good plays or he just had those two like just by chance? So, I, I don't know. I mean, initially, it sounds really good. He has all the athleticism, like Plus mentioned, you mentioned. But I just, God, I wish we could see it. 
Um, yeah, it, make, it makes such a difference not yeah. watching these games. It really does. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like preseason would have been freaking awesome to see all this. Yes, it would have. I mean, uh, just think, just remember how exciting the first drive of the Pittsburgh preseason game was last year, you know, where the Bucks what, had like the 12 perfect plays or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just so much fun to watch in itself. We just imagine you know, <laughs> being able to watch this year, you know. I mean, it'd be, it would be great. Well, let's keep going. Now we're going to go to special teams. What is your guys' confidence level on Bucks field goal kicker? I like. I, I, it's tough. I mean, I get why people if people have their reservations, but at one point, Gabe was like seventeen of eighteen or seven. He hit seventeen straight after the Giants game. Mm-hmm. Matt, Robert Maguire at, never made six field goals in a row. I think mm-hmm. uh, during his time in Tampa Bay, I looked it up. It's like. He never made five field goals in a row. Or he never made six in a row, something crazy like that. So Gay has shown that he can be consistent. Um, he just had some really, really bad mess ups last year. And those mess ups just unfortunately got magnified, which they should have. So, you know, it's fair. Plus take on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's Gay's, Gay's job to lose. I think he's doing a good job uh, in camp so far. I mean, I know he had uh, one bad day. I think he went like three of five and that got talked yeah. about. You know, but he's been, you know, bouncing back. And, you know, Elliot Fry has been good competition so far. So, you know, I think, um, you know, Gay probably in, ends up winning it, you know, just because of status. But I think he's been kicking really good too. So, and like, you know, like Evan said, he has been consistent. He was consistent last year for the most part. Again, he just had that Atlanta game at the end of the year, which was, yeah. you know, just bad. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and that dropped his percentage from being, you know, 85% on the year to under 80. So he ended up, at, I think at 78%. So, you know, it's just, sometimes that stuff happens and he's got to figure out, he's got to figure out Raymond James, you know, that, that end zone. Right. And it has given kickers in the past trouble. So hopefully he can figure that out this year. And he's, uh, a, he's a rookie, man. I mean, yeah, give, exactly. give him a chance to grow. Give him a shot. Right. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I agree with both of y'all. It is his job to lose. But uh, one final question before we jump off this. Let's go on to, I guess, a, this is a really big question. Everyone likes to talk about the slot and the third wide receiver position. So, obviously, the big two names are Scotty Miller, Justin Watson, Justin Watson, Scotty Miller. Who do you think, when slot, who do you think is third wide receiver? And we, we defined it in the last podcast, last live stream. What do you see? Like, obviously, Bruce Arians likes a bigger slot. That's why he uses Godwin a lot. So, Justin Watson fits that better. Scotty Miller likes to use his speed. So, what do you think with this argument? How do you feel about it? Where do you see them? What roles do you see them play? Godwin's staying in the slot. Um, uh, You know, I mean, we just talked about how Bruce can overspeak and stuff like that not too long ago. But Bruce said uh, a few practices ago that, the slot is Chris's position. We're not taking any catches away from him um, in that position. Uh, paraphrasing there, but that's what—that's the gist of what he said. Um, when it comes to actual wide receiver three position, it's guy. Right now, it feels like it's Scotty's job to lose. Just all the reports we've heard, um, everything everybody has said about him. Uh, but now, when it comes to the actual like third option in the passing game. That, to me, could be anybody. Um, I really have no clue who that's going to be. Uh, you would probably think Gronkowski, um, just in terms of targets. But <laughs> I don't know, man. And it's, that's going to be one of the more intriguing things to watch as the season progresses. Plus take? Uh, yeah, I mean, I talked about it last week on the podcast. I think, you know, you look at it, I agree with Evan. It's Chris's job as far as the slot goes. And then I think – Scotty's a guy that you're going to put on the outside to, right. to win those one-on-one matchups. That's where he fits best. You want to see him get downfield and, and beat people with his speed and, you know, create those big plays. Mike obviously is going to be on the outside. And then, you know, Mike and Chris are going to be interchangeable playing in the slot, you know, cause Mike can go inside too. And then you can have Chris on the outside and do some things there. So they're, they're going to be versatile with how they approach that. And then, you know, Justin Watson, as far as him, you know, being, I think he's probably going to be that probably fourth receiver. And again, he's going to be mainly his job will be special teams. And then he can also, if he, if someone needs a breather, he can come in for Mike or Chris and, and run that slot position as well, or you can put him on the outside. So they have some different things they can do. Um, and then if they go five, you know, four wide receiver set or five wide receiver, whatever, you know, if they go four wide receiver set, you know, you have Miller can play the slot. 
you know, because you're, you want to spread these guys out and then you can put Justin in there too and do different things. So, uh, it'll be interesting because they have so many options. I mean, there's a lot of options they can go to, uh, which is exciting. That's what you want. And, you know, as far as like Evan was saying with the third being, the, who's going to be the third target, like the actual third target. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> you know, I, I think the way OJ is progressing, I think he could potentially be that guy um, because, you know, Tom does like throwing to the tight ends and, you know, the way that connection is growing, I think OJ could be in for, you know, that kind of production. Um, but yeah, it'll be something to watch. I think it will be, it'll be a week to week thing really, you know, based on the opponent, because that's how Tom likes to play it. I mean, he goes against sure. the matchups, you know, yeah. whoever's got the best matchup, that's who he's going to attack. And that's he's going to go after it that way. So that's what makes Tom the, the best because he doesn't care, um, you know, as far as getting the ball to certain players, he just finds the, the best matchup and he's going to attack it all day. You know, if it works, it works. That's what he's going to go to. Yeah, I, I agree with all your points. I mean, it is true. Like, wide receiver number three would probably be a tight end. Like you just kind of mentioned. It's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to neglect Rob Gronkowski, who is probably one of his Cameron, favorites. Cameron Bray. Yeah. I mean, Cameron Bray. Right. OJ, who's having <laughs> one hell of a damn training camp as well, which right. maybe it's maybe it's a confidence thing with him. Gronkowski and Brady both told him dude, you, you should be one of the best. Like, what the hell are you doing? Maybe they took them to uplift them. Two guys have proven it over and over to get his head out of his butt and let's go do this, let's win it. Well, I mean, to in reality, yes, I would honestly think Justin Watson would probably fill in better as a slot if Chris Godwin went down. Because I wouldn't expect Scotty Miller to do the blocks that Chris Godwin does. Right. But, I mean... In actuality, there's so many ways you can move pieces. Like you were mentioning again, Gronk, Howard, hell, just bring more tight end sets. Don't force Watson to be a better player. Just lean on the guys that you know can do it, right? So uh, let me just touch on this one last thing, and then we'll head on out. I think this is from TV Teams 4. He said, I think we're starting to see how these guys didn't know how to be proficient route runners until Brady. I'm hearing how much more crisp and in point it is to go along with Brady's deadly accuracy. So I guess it's just saying, I think they're talking about our route running, but I think it was more the anticipation of the throws than the yeah. route running. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Chris Godwin's an excellent route runner. Mike is a good route runner as well. Um, haven't seen enough of Scotty to really know for sure, but something tells me he can, he can get it done as well. But yeah. We're gonna like like we were talking about earlier. We're gonna see a next level, just just a whole different level of quarterback play than what we've been used to seeing. And, and no slight to any quarterback that's played <laughs> in, in recently, but just we're gonna see something completely different than we've seen over the last fifteen years. I mean, yeah. it's shit ever. I mean, honestly, yeah. ever if you really think about it. Touche, mm-hmm. touche. Plus, yeah. any take on that? No, I, I agree with it. You know, again, these guys are good route runners. He might have been talking about, you know, as far as like shaving off your routes a little bit better. You know, I know uh, Brady, yeah. you know, likes, you know, you know, his guys to, you know, be at certain spots. So I I think, again, it, we're in good hands. I'm just going to put it at that. You know, yeah. Tom, you know, Tom is he's this is why he's the best. You know, he's the best of the best. And it's going to it's going to be really fun to watch. Well, he kind of went further on this he said see the throws and stride instead of out of bounds <laughs> that, that is true that is very true very so, true yes so i mean in that fashion yeah i think you are correct about that knowing what space he has again anticipation you're throwing it to the spot before he breaks so he's mm-hmm. utilizing that instead of having to throw it out of bounds so i mean yes like evan you said it best in the past 15 years holy crap mm. Mm, that's hope but, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, it's it's painfully true, though, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely true. The uh, old Metallica song, sad but true. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need you to play that for us one of these days. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, Evan, thanks for being part of the show. I don't like going over the hour, but we did. Hey, other man, than that, always yeah, always. Thank, thank you for good content and just your point of view and everything. I love hearing different point of view. But other than that, let everyone know where to, where they can find you, where your content's at, what you'd like to talk about. Go for it. 
at Evan underscore winner. Find me on Twitter. Find me on BucksNation.com. You can also find me on RockyTopTalk.com. That's uh, the UT Vols website for SBNation.com. Um, yeah, but uh, other than that, man, football, food, and shit, just about really anything else random that comes <laughs> to mind is what I like to talk about. So hit me up. We can always have a good conversation. And disagreement is always welcome in my world because that's what often leads to solutions. So. That is genius. And thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's so, true, man. Hey, we don't just try and argue and be just blunt about it. It's more thinking together and coming with a better exactly. solution, right? like you said. Exactly. Well, other than that, guys, thank you for the guys in the chat. Thank you, Evan, again. Winters, I'm going to say it now. I had to. I, I waited to the end, okay? Don't log off just yet. Testing. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, thank you again. Well, guys, if you haven't subscribed, do it down below. And until the next one.